Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Sarah Uncensored. I am your host, Sarah Allspa, and today my guest is Allison Walton. I found her blog post about veganism and health and wellness a few months ago. I was struggling to maintain um, health on my vegan diet, and so I was scouring the internet for you know anything that could help me out, and her blog was very inspiring and reassuring so it was great to talk to her she shares her story and we get into a lot of health and wellness tips so i hope you guys enjoy that as much as i did so i also um, talk a little bit about not being vegan anymore so a lot of people have been asking me about that and i decided i'll share a little more about that after the interview so stick around um, for that if you're curious okay so like i said you can find me now sarahuncensored.com I'm also putting the podcast on YouTube. I got a lot of listens for my uh, my last episode with David Seaman over there. So thank you, everyone who uh, has tuned in over on YouTube. You can just search Sarah Allspa and I will come up. Uh, it should say Sarah Uncensored once you get over to the homepage so you'll know you're in the right spot. Also, you can listen on iTunes. Um, if you do that, subscribe, rate, and review, please. It'll help get more people listening to the podcast. Also, subscribe on YouTube if you follow me over there or SoundCloud, wherever you listen, subscribe, rate, review, you know, all those good things. And if you don't know where else to go, you can find everything at sarahuncensored.com. Okay, here we go. Allison Walton is a yoga instructor and holistic guide currently residing in Brooklyn, New York. Her website, andbewell.com, is inspiring a conscious approach to living well. I first found her site last fall when I was questioning my rigidity within the vegan diet. Her post titled, Dropping the Labels and Eating Intuitively, really spoke to me and made me feel better as I was struggling to maintain my health and my sanity while eating strictly vegan. I've been hooked on her blog ever since due to its carefully and beautifully curated recipes and inspiration. Welcome, Allison. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Thank you so much. Really appreciate you having me. Okay, so it sounds like you've been healing um, yourself. It sounds like you have um, you had a hormone-related health issue, and that's kind of what awakened you to become like more conscious in your way of living. And is this when the website was born? And can you just tell us a little more about your journey with that? Yes. Yeah, so the website was actually born um, during my yoga teacher training in Nosara, which was gosh a few years ago at this point. And it started purely as a creative outlet. Um, I had just become really passionate around that time as I was sort of in this transition of um, becoming more wellness focused in terms of food and lifestyle. So that was just, again, purely creative, just to kind of have a space to share what I loved with others. Um, But most importantly, it was just for myself, you know, to give myself that time away from my day-to-day job and my freelancing job. Um, and so, yeah, during my, uh, this journey has just been so interesting. Um, once I moved to, well, at the time I was doing my teacher training, I was living in New York, um, in between jobs and, um, the, the city environment just did a lot on my body. Um, a lot of things that my body wasn't really adapting to very well in terms of living in the city. Um, but it was just here in New York that I found a lot of inspiration from just this amazing wellness culture and how much access you have to eating really well. So it made it easy for me to eat well. And it was just sort of an experiment of just going vegan saying, 
you know, for no particular reason than just that that was my preferences in terms of dietary habits. Um, and once I had found out, you know, that I just didn't have a preference for meat and then through allergies with dairy, it was kind of like, okay, let me just try this whole vegetarian vegan thing out for a while. Um, and then the, it was about two, a year and a half, two years ago that I started struggling hormonally and it was almost like it had happened overnight where I was just having flare ups, um, similar symptoms, very similar to endometriosis. Um, I'm sure you're familiar. Yeah. It just, it, yeah, it just woke me up to, um, a different way of healing my body. Um, and food has been a huge, uh, one of the huge fundamental, um, things that's, that's really, really helped me to kind of see a shift and turn things around. So now you're kind of taking, you know, what you call a conscious approach to food. And I went on a similar journey. My issues were, um, more digestion and all of that. And it's a struggle. I mean, there's, we have so, I mean, our food supply is such a wreck and everyone's realizing that now, but it's really wreaked havoc on all of us who grew up eating the standard American diet. And so now as adults, we're constantly trying to figure out, you know, the best way to eat, how we're going to eat and what's best for the environment and for the animals and all these pressures. So how do you kind of narrow it down and eat intuitively and take a conscious approach, like just day to day to make your life easier? Yeah, you know, sometimes there are days where I think this can be so much work, but once with my hormonal condition, it has forced me to become so in tune with my body to the point that it's just, that's how it is. Every day I wake up and it's, how am I feeling today? Um, and that really will dictate how I treat my body and the food that I put in it. So it's just becoming very aware of my body's needs. You know, it's like if I'm feeling, you know, tired or sluggish, it's, you know, is there a mineral deficiency? Is there something that I haven't been giving myself enough of? Um, you know, seasonality will come into play, especially I noticed how in these really cold temperatures, you know, I used to wake up and every day it was a smoothie in the mornings and it was just like, okay, that's easy. It's light on my stomach. I can get a lot of nutrients, but then I was feeling just really bloated and lethargic. And, you know, it's like cramming a lot of sugar and a lot of cold foods. And, you know, that creates a damp environment. And for me, I need good circulation in my lower pelvic region. And so I've, you know, really started craving now root vegetables and warm foods. And so, you know, putting, um, you know, squash or whatever in the oven and heating that up, um, you know, and just making sure that I'm adapting seasonally as well and not just putting all these cold foods that are harsh on my body. So, you know, and it, again, like I said earlier, it just kind of makes it easier when you start to notice how you feel and how once I'm really treating my body and giving it what it needs, it will function much better. Um, so that's just been, you know, my more conscious approach is just staying aware because I know that if I'm not connected with my body and its needs that it will completely fall off track and it'll go all, my hormones will go out of whack. And, um, you know, if I go on like a sugar binge or, you know, an alcohol binge, it's like, I hardly do those things anymore. And those used to be the things that I would kind of do. It was like, okay, I'm eating well, but sure. You know, if I'm craving chocolate, it was just, it wasn't just like one thing. It was like, let me have all 10 of these things. And then I would just feel 
terrible. So now it's like, okay, do I want to put this thing in my body that I know will make me feel awful for the next day or week or so? Or can I find something that will make me feel more alive and um, nourished and better energy and all that sort of thing? So it's it's constantly, though, uh, trial and error. So that's always happening. I it's think, definitely not easy. Yeah. I think that's what you kind of have to get used to is it might change with the seasons. It might change with age. It might change with what you're going through hormonally. And it's, it's really hard to kind of put, at least for me, I couldn't stick to the one label or the one thing. And I just, I have found like, okay, it's going to always be changing for me and I have to be okay with that. And for me, it was like a hard leap psychologically. So did you have a hard time, you know, getting past using labels psychologically? I don't know if you labeled yourself as strict vegan for a while and people knew you by that. But for me, I did. And it was hard to be like, okay, so that didn't work out. But here's what I'm trying now. And did you have struggles like letting go of the labels, I guess is what I'm asking. (laughs) I did and I didn't. And I will say that because I felt and I think reflecting on it in that post that that you came across was just that it almost in the beginning felt so easy to just pick a label and say, I'm vegan. And automatically people knew what encompassed that, you know, mm-hmm. especially going out and ordering somewhere. If I just said vegan, it was, it, it made it easy as opposed to, you know, now that I've adapted my diet and I incorporate seafood and, um, you know, sp- especially things like fish and, and eggs, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was easier to say vegan than to try and say, well, I eat this, but I don't eat this and blah, blah, blah. Or I prefer to not eat this. And then that was hard on me because it's just like, it starts to draw attention. And then it makes, I just, maybe this was something I made up a story of just that it starts to make everybody else feel uncomfortable, you know, of like, Oh, this, (laughs) here's this person that it's so difficult to eat with somebody. And so it was just like, okay, I'm, I'm, you know, what's vegan on the menu. Um, but now I actually feel better being able to just kind of, when people ask me, are you vegan? And I'm like, no, not necessarily. I just eat in a way that feels good for my body. And if one day that means I'm having a fried egg on top of every single meal that I eat, then wonderful. And if it's one day where it is plant-based because I don't, um, I'm not craving eggs or I'm not craving seafood, you know, and that will happen sometimes. It's like my body will tell me, do you need the protein of something like an egg or fish or are you okay eating a little bit lighter and having, you know, those warm root vegetables and that will be enough for you. Um, so now I feel better not feeling like I'm uh, pigeonholing myself. It takes off a lot of pressure to feel like I have to uphold this lifestyle of being vegan. You know, it's, there's much more freedom and flexibility now. Yes, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly because um, I just feel a lot better mentally and physically and psycho yeah like psychologically going out and stuff is just easier and I'm not saying that you know it was so difficult so much when I was strictly vegan but um not being afraid of foods makes my day a lot easier we'll put it that way Um, because it does it takes a toll on you if you're constantly afraid to be eating things and for a while there I thought that was the only healthy way so it's nice to just hear people incorporating fish and eggs when they feel like they need it because it's not um the end of the world basically um, we all want to save the world, I guess, but it's too hard. We can't, we can't all do it, but, um, let's see. Oh, I, I say like, that, I say that all the time. I say we can't do everything all the time. Yeah. And so you like, have to do the best you can, I guess. Exactly. Okay. So shifting gears a little bit here, you also have a series of workshops on your website, um, themes of meditation. Some, I saw something about third eye opening, herbal infusions, 
I'm really interested in these, especially the the third eye situation. So can you tell me about these workshops and are you the teacher of them or is it something you do with a collective or what's yes, going on? Yes, I, um, I, that's, that's kind of new within the past year. That's kind of been the next step in my journey um, after teaching was to start these workshops because I'm also at the same time um, closing out this full year of uh, integrative nutrition to become a health coach. Um, and so these workshops are how I see it is to be a platform to bring together my passion. So yes, they encompass movement and meditation through being a yoga teacher, but then also allowing me to connect with women who, um, you know, are looking for guidance in terms of lifestyle. And that is through things like, um, you know, sessions on herbalism and, and that personally, I'm not an herbalist, but that's one thing that I've started to experiment with in my own lifestyle. And I've seen the benefits of them and how much I enjoy them. So a lot of it's just self-education, bringing what I know and through what I've read and research and through this, um, integrative nutrition program to these women. Um, and then, you know, kind of just seeing where it goes. So yeah, I co-create these with a really good friend um, that's based in Richmond. She owns her own company called Maven Made, um, and it's essential oil-based skincare. And we just, honestly, it just started over a brainstorm. Um, we were friends, and then it was just, hey, how can we bring something to um, Richmond and even areas beyond that that you know, women just don't have a space like this to, to learn this type of stuff. And so we just said, you know what, Hey, we just need to start it. And so it's bringing together what she loves through skincare and holistic, um, a holistic approach to skincare. And with me, it's a holistic approach to lifestyle and how you eat. So we basically are starting this whole workshop series called nourish, uh, specifically for women. And we're, uh, our plan is to offer them seasonally, um, and switch up the sessions each time depending on, you know, seasonality or what we're particularly into at the time. So the next one that we're holding in the winter next month, actually in February, will be a bit of movement meditation, um, but, you know, focused a little bit more on the lymphatic system. So certain movements in the body to start to work through, um, you know, that lymphatic flush. Um, and then we go into kind of herbalism and creating women's blends of different herbs. You know, there are things like Hishu Wu and, um, you know, there's like a whole wealth of herbs out there now and creating women's blends and educating women on proper, um, herbs and how they can incorporate those into their lifestyle. And then she'll discuss the, uh, specific essential oils that are good for nourishing the lymphatic system and dry brushing. So that's a nice seasonal skincare thing to do. And then we wrap it up with deep restoration where it's just kind of like bringing it to a nice close, allowing women to reflect on all that they've learned in that day and then sort of do this deep nourishing treatment of using Maven Maid's oils on the third eye and just giving it a nice massage, allowing women to kind of tap into their intuition Um, so it's just really, we see it as a full day of just allowing women to take care of themselves and be in a space where we can talk about things that a lot of women don't have the space to talk about or just don't really know where to start. So we're just starting that. That sounds amazing. I want to come. (laughs) You should. We'd love to have you. Um, I love what you said about teaching women to tap into their intuition because that's what you really have to learn first before you can you know, start eating intuitively and taking a conscious approach because so many of us, I don't know, I guess it's the culture we're raised in or something. Maybe you have a better understanding, but we're just blind to it. 
and we have to learn, I guess, you know, how to tap into it. So I think that's just really wonderful that you guys are doing that. Yeah, this whole, this word intuition, I'm starting to use it more and see it more. And again, it's one of those words that you can overuse just like any other word that's thrown around. But I feel like it's on the rise, this whole way of even intuitive movement. So in yoga practices, a lot of, there are a lot of yoga practices where you feel rigid and it's the same thing every time over and over again. But how can you make your practice intuitive. So there's the yoga teachers there as a guide to obviously take you through the class, but it's what feels good in your body. And I'll speak to that a lot. It's like, if this feels good, keep doing it. If there's a certain movement, keep doing it. If it doesn't, don't feel like you have to. Um, so it's just moving, you know, like yoga again is a journey. And so if you're in a class, you obviously are showing up for yourself and there's something that you need. So you may as well move in a way that feels good for you. And then you apply that to how you eat. Um, and just, it, it starts to carry in different channels of your life. Yeah, that's wonderful. So very nice. So you are doing a lot of different things. It sounds like you have, um, the yoga workshops and the blog and you mentioned freelancing. I'm not sure if you freelance, um, doing this kind of stuff or what you freelance doing, but um, do you make a living doing all of this? And do you have any tips for people who kind of want to take this, you know, woman boss route that it seems like you're navigating pretty well? Um, you know what? I am, <laughs> I'm trying, I'm certainly trying, but it's nice to be right now. I'm, I'm in Brooklyn for the winter. It's another just whole experimental phase. Um, you know, I was in Richmond for a while and there were certain opportunities that made sense for me to be here temporarily and to kind of have that next growth in my um, kind of avenue of where I'm trying to go. But you know what? It, it started, I was in advertising before and I kept getting pulled back in and I was just getting these strong nudges of like, there's a, there's something else for you. You know, I'm so passionate about wellness. I enjoy being around people and the whole healing aspect. So it's not only that I want to be doing work that's healing for other people, but I want to make sure that this work is healing for me. Um, but it's been, you know, it's one of those things that when I decided to leave my career in advertising back this, this past summer, um, I knew it wouldn't be an overnight thing. I knew that it wouldn't be six months later and I would just be on my feet and completely successful and everything. But for me, it's just kind of one step at a time. And I've really found a nice foundation in teaching yoga and that's been extremely rewarding for me. And then that's opened up other opportunities. So it's like once you, once you, I think, start to really listen to, is this job making me feel, my day-to-day -day job making me feel fulfilled? And if not, there's clearly something to do. And I know that it's easier said than done sometimes, but if you start to tap into that more, then eventually it will get to the point where you realize like, what is this doing for me? And once I said that in my other job, it was, it wasn't fulfilling me anymore. It made it easy for me to detach from that and make the decision to jump into something that I actually felt passionate about and that made a difference for me and other people. And so slowly as I've started to immerse myself into that, it leads to opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. And that's again, where that word intuition comes in is as long as you're tapped into your intuition it will get you to where you're supposed to be. And this journey definitely hasn't been easy. Um, and I think a lot of people don't talk about that very much is that it's not an easy journey and it's not an easy transition, but it's so much more rewarding, which might start to sound a little cliche, but it really is, is that when you look on a day-to-day -day basis and see like what you're, how you're filling your time, 
and you're not sitting behind a desk all day, then, you know, it will eventually open doors. Um, and I'm just, I'm at the point right now where I'm just trying to stay open to that and I'm just continuing to experiment. So, you know, I didn't start teaching yoga until two years after I did teacher training. And so now with the next phase of how I want to start doing health coaching, it's like, I don't want to put it out there if I'm personally not ready to. So it has to feel organic. Um, and maybe through these workshops, that's becoming a platform. Um, and it's just, you know, again, it's like a lot of people feel like they have to be doing so many things at once. And if you can just start with one thing and then see where that goes, then, you know, you'll know where to add or subtract along the way. Very inspiring. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Allison, um, for talking with me today. And you already shared um, your upcoming workshops, but where can folks find you besides your website, ambiwell.com? I know you're on Instagram and Twitter and all of that, but do you want to rattle off all the places we can follow you? Yeah, I'd say the best right now is probably just through Instagram. That's kind of the place where I'm more active. Um, so my handle is just at, and it's Allison R. Walton. Um, and so, yeah, that's probably the best place. And then I will update um, my website, ambiwell.com, um, as much as I can, whenever I can. Um, but for any type of like day-to-day, -day, I'd say Instagram is probably the place to go. All right, great. Well, I will include those links in the description and uh, definitely be sending people to your blog because I, like I said, I just love it and it feels so nice to have somebody you know, taking the conscious approach without making you feel um, you have to follow their way exactly. So I just love that you're all about that and doing the whole intuitive thing. So I will be steering people in that direction. So thank you so much, Allison. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Sarah. I really appreciate your time and having me today. Okay, so I said I'd share a little bit more about my vegan story or leaving veganism story, and so here's a little bit about that. Uh, I've had a few people ask. I used to do a vegan podcast. It was um, or a, a plant-based podcast, we'll say that. Uh, I didn't ever start using that V word until I started doing the podcast. So anyway, long story short, I was vegan for about two and a half years and the first year or so was really great. You know, I had all the typical positive benefits. I felt better. I felt lighter. My digestion improved, all of this great stuff. Um, but you know, it didn't last and I started to play around with the diet, made sure I was getting whole foods, started taking more supplements. And I think the biggest problem for me, um, it came down to not getting enough DHA, which I'm going to talk about a little bit here. So uh, I still have, you know, nothing really bad to say about veganism. I think it's great if that's uh, something that works for you. However, it really just did not work for me and I suffered um, quite a few symptoms. So I'm just going to touch on that, like I said, a little bit here and the importance of animal-based omega-3 DHA. So uh, theoretically, you can get your DHA on a vegan diet through a flaxseed or hemp and stuff like that. Um, but what you are relying on is your body to uh, convert a lot of the ALA to DHA. And DHA is primarily found in marine animals such as fatty fish, krill, uh, you know, fish oil, DHA, get your omega-3s. So anyway, when you're on a plant-based diet, you're requiring your body to convert that 
for you. And some people might find that they have no problem doing it. I, however, suffered from severe depression and anxiety and things that I've had come and go throughout my life, but all of a sudden were just like uh, pretty much unbearable. I started having panic attacks, which sounds even weird to say now because since I have shifted away from a vegan diet, I've been feeling so much better and it's hard to even remember what that was like, but that happened a few times probably a year or so ago and it was kind of scary because I didn't know what was going on. And then um, the other thing, the big thing was I didn't even realize this, but I had stopped having dreams. And uh, to me, that just kind of significantly displays that I was not getting enough nutrients to my brain because I was not dreaming at all and I was not remembering my dreams. And I'm someone who used to have very, very vivid dreams. And with that came vivid nightmares. So I didn't really mind not having that anymore. But I really realized I had stopped dreaming. And prior to going vegan, I had explored a little bit of like lucid dreaming and stuff like that. And like I said, I was dreaming a lot. I, I mean, I feel like sometimes I get uh, messages and stuff in my dreams, which sounds crazy maybe, but uh, I had I had lost that completely. I probably hadn't had a dream that I had remembered in over a year, which to me was just really shocking. And so I, I decided after I hadn't been feeling well. So I had had some other symptoms too, like my periods were lighter. I was having maybe some hormone issues, I think. But basically, I also have like a ton of like backstory. I have a ton of digestive issues and stomach issues. So uh, there is a good chance that veganism works perfectly fine for people who maybe have a better uh, absorption of nutrients. But I was not getting what I needed and supplements were not helping. And so I went back to eating. I started with some eggs and I had some fish and... Those two things I felt better immediately. Night and day difference. It was just like, I felt like I hadn't eaten in years. Like, though, I mean, maybe I hadn't because I hadn't had those things. But I was just like, oh my gosh, this is what real nourishment feels like. I'd forgotten. And so I have since introduced, you know, um, the occasional dairy and other meats into my diet. And I can say for the first time in my adult life that I guess I'm okay with it because it's really come down to I feel like I need this and I don't know it's been a whole like mental journey for me trust me it's been the spiritual journey as well so it's not been something I've taken lightly or easily however um, like I said I'm really at peace with my decision and I feel like I am accepting my humanity and you know allowing myself to kind of have the human experience that is that um, I hope that that maybe helps other people who are struggling if you have been vegan for a while and you struggle with depression or anxiety or anything and you uh, have it under control let me know i would love to hear what you do to make it work but it just sounds like to me animal-based omega-3s are just so important and so uh, i welcome questions comments whatever you can email me sarahuncensored at gmail.com you can always hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, you know, the usual places. Um, send me some feedback, like I said, and uh, until next time, peace. <laughs>